it's me, Dave Crane, live from the Batcave. And it's World Mental Health Day. And I feel things differently today. And I want to come clean because I want to be as transparent and honest as I can be, as I am every day. And I know I don't feel upbeat. But I think it's important to share some things with you. Life isn't easy. It's really difficult. And it's what you make of it. And whatever goes on in your head and what you notice is what you have around you. Your brain is a, is a supercomputer. And so whatever you feed it, whether it's good stuff or bad stuff, is what it gets programmed to notice. So for me, I've been an entertainer most of my life. And it's not by choice. I perform because of the fact that it's an act. And I realize that the act is strong enough to be able to be better than most people's acts. If I could turn the clock back and I would look different and be different, maybe I'd just have a normal job, a nine to five. Maybe I'd be a manager at a bank or do something in an agency that's creative. But the reason I don't do that is because of many reasons. One of the few that I'll share with you, but most obvious, and I do talk about it and I do hint about it, is I've had an entire life of of never really being accepted. You can call it imposter syndrome. It's more simple than that. It's, it's being black, or being of color, or being of a different gender. LBTQ plus. Being female. Being somebody who's not the norm. Being somebody who's got a speech impediment. Being somebody who's got a challenge. For me, I went for so many job interviews and didn't get any. I went to a point where I said, I'm not going to offer myself anymore. When I left the UK, I'd been working for the BBC for a number of years. As a freelancer, never once getting a full-time job, but always working on projects and this and that. I went for jobs that were made for diversity to get more black people in, and I didn't get a single one. So I proved a point by going on to blind date. One well, of the biggest shows in the UK is a dating game. And I won the Christmas show in front of 20 million people. I went back into the office. I said, what do you think? And they turned around and said, clearly you shouldn't be working here anymore. You should do something else. So we're going to let you go. That's why I came to Dubai. I left my friends, my family, the people I love behind. And I started with zero. I made new friends here and had an amazing time. And I was very lucky that Dubai was an amazing... And, and the UAE is an incredibly welcoming place to be. We're brown is the same as white, as pink, as green, as blue. As long as you can work and do what you say you're going to do and not hurt anybody else, you've got a wonderful opportunity to be successful out here. And I've been, I've been successful out here. I've been exceptionally successful. Just to work with James Brown and all these other stars, Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, Amitabh Bachchan, all these other stars as a director of making a choice. But the choice wasn't easy. The choice was leave everybody you love and know behind. So what gets me out of bed every day? What makes me this big, happy-go-lucky, let's-do-this person? My wife has challenges. She feels anxiety. She's had a hard upbringing. I'm lucky enough to have parents that are still alive that love me. I interviewed my dad the other day and my mum together. I asked them 12 questions. I'll talk about this in a future episode about their life. And I discovered something. I didn't know that I'll share with you right now. I won't show you the pictures, I'll just talk about it. My, my, my dad's family are from Nazi Germany, escaping during the Second World War. I found out that the name Crane was from Crone. I knew that anyway. 
but Crohn's disease, the doctor is an ancestor of mine. Hence the sort of medical side of the entertainment side of mine, fighting all the way through to, to be able to help people, but at the same time wanting to be out there and do stuff. And I found out that my, my great-grandfather, a guy called Paul Crone, was the treasurer of the opposition party to Adolf Hitler when Hitler took power in Nazi Germany. And everyone got sent to concentration camps. But because he was so well-known and because he was so well-off, he and his wife were sent to Shanghai with no money to live the rest of their days. They didn't live very long. And my, my, my grandfather and his brother were sent to the UK and, and America, respectively. Ralph became an incredible um, photographer for Life magazines. Check out Ralph Crane and it will blow you away. For my grandfather, um, he was put in an internment camp in the UK. Not because it was like a concentration camp, but remember, he's a German that escaped. In fact, and more than that, he was put on a, he was about 18 years old, he was put on a, a train to leave Germany to go to the UK. And the train got stopped at the French border and they stopped half the train to send it back. And the rest of the train could go forward. And he was in the train that was allowed to go forward to come to the UK. And he was in a place, a camp for refugees. German refugees. Can you imagine that in the UK during the Second World War? Can you imagine how he was treated by people? Couldn't speak English. But he grabbed himself by the... He taught himself engineering, electrician stuff, and got a job in a local factory. So he'd work during the day, and at night time, he'd go back to the internment camp. And one day he met another person, my granny, and they fell in love and, and had my dad, and so on. For me, my story's been much easier, but the pandemic is kind of challenging. To be an entertainer traveling around the world doing all these big gigs then without notice and I'm working in a gig economy, you gig, you get paid, great, in the bank, next. And then suddenly the pandemic chops your legs away. You've got a family to look after, you're in an expensive place to live, dogs and zero protection. That's fine when you're busy, but when your industry closes down and it hasn't opened up, it's only just opening up. I found out today, I found out for some time, I've not shared it with you, I've got a huge gig, which I'll tell you about in the future. And I've got lots of stuff that's coming through and travel coming through, but I've had 19 months of zero. Apart from my ability to train people to be brilliant at what they do, and that's become a, an industry with the industry icon that I've loved. And it's been really challenging just to drag myself up, but to share with people to be able to how to become successful has been what kept me going. So to lose your industry immediately, You've got a couple of choices. Do you sit and lick your wounds? Yes, you do. Or do you keep going? I kept going. And it's not been easy. I keep going because of my family. I keep going because I know I've got friends around the world. I keep going because when shit comes up like... Black Lives Matters and people are getting killed and, and, and police around the world are doing the stuff that they've done. And do. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking policemen as such. Police have got the hardest job in the world. Imagine getting up every day and you go out to help people and you know when you kiss your family goodbye, you may never see them again. 
That's being a policeman. And you know that you're going to be in a life or death situation where every day you're going to see the very worst of people. And if you're lucky, a tiny little bit of the best of people. And you're going to have a culture of people who are all saying, look, keep yourself safe and the enemy is out there. At some point, if you've got the wrong programming or the wrong people around you, you're going to think that black people are going to be a problem. Or you're going to think that people that don't fit in with society are going to be a problem. And if you're of colour, you're always going to feel that. I don't know that people do. And I felt it when it hit me during Black Lives Matters because I just hadn't thought about it. I'd always thought about the fact that, you know, you are of colour, Dave. You married a beautiful Asian lady. You're you mixed race, actually, because my dad's white, my mum's black. And, and, and it's just the way it is and make it work. But I also realised that I had to make a difference. And it's not been easy. And I, I want to apologise for alienating many of my really cool friends because I wasn't ready to deal with them. The thing that gets me going, the thing that keeps me going every single day is my daughter and my wife and my dogs. Because if I stop grafting and I stop working and I don't put that smile on and go out and do what I do, then we all fall. Now I realise through the time that me and my wife Aziz become super close and I realise that my wife is a genius at tech, all the stuff you see. The stuff you see here, when I do these shows and the broadcast and all the bits and pieces, that all comes from my wife and my daughter who are incredible. I just make the, vo the voice and the face and the jokes. They put it together. My wife drives my business, speak on stage, our business. Without her, I wouldn't be doing anything. But the fact is that working together, we created something, we dragged it up, and it's not easy. And it is difficult. Every single day, it's difficult. So if you're feeling this, you're not alone. So what drives me? What makes me go on and do Dave Crane daily? What gets me going out there and doing shows and doing events and so on? What makes me stand up? And it's really painful when I talk about Black Lives Matters. It's really t painful to talk about diversity. And it's really painful knowing that one day when I die, the world won't be that much better. Knowing that I won't change racists. I want to change the non-racists and turn them into anti-racists so they join the fight. I want people to realise that saying it's okay, I'm not racist, isn't fucking enough! I do what I do. Because out there, every single day, there's somebody who feels worse than me. My clients in Australia, 18 months solid lockdown. Clients in America, in and out with politics flying around the roof. There's people of all description, all colours. I'm not picking on white. Most of my friends are white. Or to be honest with you, I don't even know what colour people are because I don't notice it. But every day I go on, every day I broadcast, every day, oh, I know that if I don't do it, then somebody, somewhere, feels a little bit worse. And that's on me. So, in conclusion, Mental Health Day, and this is not my normal show. For anyone who's seen me, you've probably never seen me like this, and I don't share this in public, and I 
never will again. Or maybe I won't. Mental Health Day, get help. This pandemic is pretty much gone. We know what to do. Get vaccinated. You're an idiot if you don't. I vaccinated my family straight away. I've actually got two vaccines inside me, which is, I feel fine. Apart from obviously the rest. But the biggest pandemic is the one about mental and emotional health and the world is suffering. I reckon half the world is feeling like I feel. And there's a ton of people for whom they didn't lose their job or for whom they had to stay at home and work for a little bit. And it's a bit inconvenient if they lost their job and got another job. For those people, and I've experienced many of them, I even talked to a client once who turned around to me and uh, I said, you know, it's been really difficult. And she said, don't do that. You're a motivational speaker. You're meant to make people feel better. How can we hire you if you tell everybody that you're having a hard day? It's not what happens to you, it's what you do next. Love your family. Love yourself. Admit when things are shitty and take a time out. I went for a digital detox for about four months when I refused to go on any social media because I was burnt out. And I kept running and pushing it and friends like Ernesto, who did the toilet paper diaries, checking in on me all the time to make sure I was fine to keep it all going. Do whatever it takes. Because the aftermath isn't going to be just what happens with the coronavirus. It's how you keep yourself moving, going, breathing, connecting. There's a generation of people who don't know anything but this generation of people who felt isolated and found it really hard to get back to work and in a world where people are going to are resigning and, and becoming more remote you really do need to connect my promise to you is i'm not stopping i didn't want to do this broadcast today because i prepare everything well in advance and this is me speaking from the heart but i want you to reach out I want you to have faith and I want you to look after yourself first because if you don't look after yourself first, you can't help anybody. When you're on a plane, when planes fly again and the air stewardesses say to you, when the oxygen mask comes down, put it on yourself before you attend to anybody else. The simple reason for that is if you put it on your kids and you pass out, your kids can't get you off a plane. But you can carry others if you've got an oxygen mask on. So look after yourself first. And with those lessons and with that power and that experience, help others. And when you meet everybody and you look at everybody and do this from this point on, ask you a question, what can I do for them? What can I make their lives better? What do they want? It's not about treating people as you would treat yourself. Don't treat people like that. They might not want what you want, they want what they want. And ultimately, it's the pigment in our skin that makes a difference. And that is zero difference. Everyone started off in Africa. And everyone diversified and went to different parts of the globe. And the melanin in their skin changed depending on the sun's rays and how they had to be able to reflect it. If you stayed in a dark place, you had a lot of dark skin. If you went to a light place, you had light skin. That's the difference between people. Why won't people understand that? I just don't get it. I don't get it. But politics and stuff drives this. Have an open mind, reach out, connect. And lots of people won't get it. I don't expect anybody to watch this. Some people may, some may not. But if you know somebody who's suffering, having a really hard time, share it. Because I've got a message for you. I've got a message if you're having a hard time. 
If people don't get it, F them, F all of them. This is about you. This is about the finishing line. If your life was easy, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth and everything was simple, then you'd laugh your head off and you wouldn't know if you'd lived because you'd have no way of proving it. Now the whole world has to prove it. Now we have to be together. Now we have to be more open. Now we have to understand and empathize and care. But care about yourself today. You're allowed to have as many days as it takes to get yourself back on track to be the person that you need to be. And if other people don't get it, don't spend time with them. Don't do toxic. Switch off the news and concentrate on the things that make you happy. If you want to watch Netflix or TV or whatever, do it. It's about getting from day to day until you feel that you've got it all working out. And remember, stop being so hard on yourself. You are amazing. You are fantastic. You are the best that you could possibly be. And every day that you wake up, breathing is now a commodity. If you're breathing, you're winning. Stop being hard on yourself. And if anybody's going to change it for you, there's only one person you can trust. And that's all you ever needed. That's you. So your self-talk has to be nicer. Laugh at shit that doesn't work. And trust that around you there are good people. Majority of the world is good. Some people are scared and some people are just too busy to care. That's fine. That's where it's always been. But don't be those people. Think about everybody you connect with. And just give them a moment when you work out what's going on in their head. What they're going through. Because everybody's struggling. Like a big swimming pool. Everybody's inside it. Everyone's trying to stay afloat. Some find it easy. They swim, they do lengths, they do breaths. Some tread water. Some train other people to do it. Some people step on other people and pull them down. It's really difficult and challenging for them. Do whatever it takes to stay afloat. It's World Mental Health Day. Look after yourself. It's an honor to serve you. I do love you. I do care. I do think the world is a good place. And I will keep fighting to be a better man. Thank you.